0: Edinburgh Football Podcast is brought to you in association with Nicholson Joinery Limited.
1: Yes, welcome to this week's Edinburgh Football Podcast. Uh, Ross Byers only turns up when he when he feels like it. Again, Callum, so just me and you. Um, I think he just turns up when it's big games. He just turns up post derby and things like that. He's, he's not interested in just Ross County, you know, Ross County away. Only sit at home. That's not his. Uh, that's not <laughs> his thing. Clearly, that's uh, so it.
0: He's just he's he's uh, <laughs> Just one of those fans, eh? Um, not, not not a die-hard, not a proper hearts man, as he likes to proclaim. You know, he'll turn up yeah. for the games, but uh, I don't even think he's got a season ticket this year. You know, it's uh, such a. He, such he, a
1: cool I think fan. he also said that he was going to join you at a few games this weekend, Calum. Did that happen?
0: Um, there was a couple of shows of I'll be there. Um, uh,
1: no, no, no. no. <laughs> um, okay, well, there's no doubt, Calum, that. Um, a weekend, a weekend of Desmonds. I mean, there's no yep. other way to put it than that. Every game you went to count was a Desmond. I, I
0: honestly, I would love to have seen what odds I would have got on. on Terrible. <laughs> um, and what do we have? Four, four Desmonds over the weekend. Four out of six. Two thirds of uh, The games this weekend. You're know, just. I don't know. It's. Unheard of.
1: Ah, ah, and I love, yeah. and I, love a, I love a wee Desmond, I, mean, I love a wee Desmond in the predictions, and I did predict one of them, and it did come in, that was a uni one, so I think I should have no bad week, but we could speak more about the prediction we get to the end. Um, we're going to do this week's podcast, pretty much the journey of Calms Weekend, we're going to start with Edinburgh City, and then we'll speak Hibs, then Hearts, and then go on to speak about our league sides in Scottish Cups, a- action, um, mixed fortunes for all the sides, there. Um, and then we'll finish with our predictions at the end. OK, let's start Embrace City then, Callum. And you know what? Not a bad point. Uh, I think if we'd said before the game that, you know, 2-2, two, two, a point against a decent still the Albion side, you'd probably take that. Um, I think given the nature of the game, Callum, Embrace City would definitely have taken that.
0: Yeah, I think that City coming away with a point on Friday night was definitely uh, a positive because I think well, I, I had the benefit of where I stood on Friday night at isley Park of being next to a couple of City fans in the first half and then they migrated elsewhere so I had a couple of Sterling fans in the second half. So, But in the first half, let's just say the City fans were not overly enthusiastic about the performances that they have seen from Edinburgh City so far this season. There's, there, was, um, there was a lot of talk about how um, <clears throat> players that they've let go could probably have still done a job. Um, there was one very uh, vocal shout of, why is he there and not with us when referring to Mark Laird? So I think that uh, City... <laughs> Sort of huffed and puffed through the, the game. Uh, take nothing away from the two goals. Uh, the boy Hilton, great strike. Ennis Murray does really well when I thought the chance had gone. But I think I think they had three 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 chances, and for for large parts of the first half, especially, Stirling Albion outplayed them. The it was I, I genuinely don't know how they got away with a two-all draw. They definitely would have taken it. I mean, Stirling had umpteen chances towards the end where they should have um should have nicked it. But I don't know, say I, I want to say they dug in, but even then it, it was more a lack of it was poor finishing than anything. But if if you look at um well, Gary Naismith, he makes three changes that are
1: all injury enforced. You know, going say that, Carl, but I, th- I think that no. there is a I'm feeling a little bit for Gani's, but yes, I think you know we've aired our views about letting certain players players go and maybe should have kept them. But you know, beyond that, I think they are struggling with injuries. You know, that no Robbie McIntyre there. I think by all accounts, Cam, they were playing at a right footed playing at less back. I think in the first half, I think that was unfair on him um, to do thing. Kieran Bryan, I think, was it? I think he's maybe right-footed, having to play at, at left-back. I think maybe, I'm not 100% sure. It was someone I think was having to play at left-back that was, that was right-footed, maybe Ricky, perhaps, actually. Yeah. Um, I, 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 think, I know Crane gets moved. I think maybe he gets moved back there, Calum, later on in, in the game, and that's a bit more a bit more suited to him. So there is injuries, but by all accounts, Calum, as much as Thillam dominated and had, and had uh, Miss Jantzis, City could have stuck it right at the end as well. Um, could they? I think I heard they could have stuck out a late chance late on, um, but by the by, I think.
0: <sighs> I mean, I'm not you've,
1: first time <laughs> you have seen City in the flesh this season, Calum. Um Any any players that they released it out for you? I heard that that Ennis Money was looking good on Friday night, he was really sharp. Actually, um, looks like he could be a a, a real good signing for them. Probably, he's probably hoping it has a similar impact that Josh Campbell had at City like you said, Hilton took his goal really well. So, anybody that, you know, those players that stood out the two goals scorers? No, I think,
0: I think City had players that in flashes looked good, but
1: <clears throat>
0: consistently over the piece, you know, because John Robertson, I thought he started the game well. Yeah. And he dropped off a cliff, you know, it just wasn't in the game at all. And I think that unfortunately, that could be said for a lot of City's players, you know, they like at times they looked okay. I mean, I actually thought Calum Crane was probably one of the best players on the part for City. Mm. Uh, well, other than Shawaki, um, and that's that's how you pronounce it. Thank you. Thank you to Bob uh, Fallon at the City Supporters Club to uh, for letting us know that. But yes, uh, he pulled off an unbelievable save in the first half from mm. Dale. Uh, I think he himself would be disappointed with Dylan Macken's free kick I think he himself would sit there and go I could probably do better but he mm-hmm. still produced another save from Dylan Beeky and he you know, keeps City in games but I think that's that's the thing that I
1: uh,
0: that, that was the biggest takeaway from Friday night that I saw that City although <laughs> at times looked good there wasn't a concerted period pressure where they dominated and they dictated play. And the, no one in the middle of the park that would grab the game by the scuff of the neck and really drive City on. And, you know, I'm, in, I'm not slating Callum happening and Callum Crane's performances, but, you know, just, I don't know, they're just not doing enough. And um, weirdly, the, the boys that were standing next to me in the first half were saying, you know, we've not got, what was the boy, Ian McFarlane. We've not got an Ian McFarlane type in the middle of the park, you know, like a digger. Andy Black, you
1: know, Andy oh, Black as well, you know. Yeah. I mean, it
0: was because they mentioned too. What I thought I'd give him a, yeah, a week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah,
1: I think Cam, from what you're saying, is something that we've mentioned a few times. Then it's it's at this moment in time, it's still Guy NeSmith trying to find partnerships, trying to find a bit of consistency with personnel, with selections, because it looks like it's it's changing all the time right now. And I know some of them are in force with injuries, so I think City just Kind of need to get through this period because they have shown at home they've picked up a few wins. They've now picked up an away win, so you just got to hope that these injuries aren't long term. And when they do get everyone back, they're able to start, like you say, having periods of, periods of um, territory, being the better team for longer spells. And, and hopefully, their their big players step up and and take their chances when they come along. That, that's what you've got to hope. I think John Robertson will be a good, a really good signal for them. You mentioned them there, Calm. I think he's. I think he'll be decent for Thurman. Uzi can score goals at this level in streaks, as we've said. Um, So you've just got to hope they can get consistency in selection and and they can get through this.
0: I mean, they did did take their chances when they came along on Friday night. Realistically, I think they had three shots on target that I can um, remember. So they are pretty killer there, but it was just... I, I don't know. It was, just, it was odd watching Edinburgh City on Friday night because for the vast period of time over the last few years that I've watched them, I've rarely seen them be sort of outplayed like that. Mm. So I think it was a bit of a reality uh, check for me, but it's it's something that I think going forward, definitely, uh, I think that, that City have pieces that could well form a good team, but at this mm. moment, you know, it's it's not being put together properly. You know, with yeah. needs to start it like a jigsaw puzzle. You do the edge first, and then Perfect. you. Move.
1: Well, hopefully they get there. Hopefully the jigsaw the jigsaw puzzle is, is completed soon. And I think you're right. Because I think there is there is some quality in there, but I think like you said, Cal, there's three subs seven, three substitutes all made because of injury, so it's tough. But in saying that, they're in touch and distance of the playoffs. They're not out of it. They're they're, they're in a decent position, and they've got. a Tough game this weekend, though, for me. Annen. Mm-hmm. Uh, did not Lord. expect Annan to be one of the teams that would be right up there at this moment in time. But at the same time, City win on Saturday. They're only two points off Annan, So it's just... Uh, I think it's, it's going to be tough, though. Away uh, from home, this will be a tough one, I think, for City.
0: Yeah, I think you look at the way that Annan have... And I think um, you know, pre-season favourites, obviously, were Kelty. Is still an Albion who are what, sitting in thirds. you you've got 4th who are 4th and then you know, Stenhouse-Muir who um, are a bit of a letdown at the moment I think everyone mm. tend to be doing a little bit better so say is definitely definitely a tough game I think going down to Anand this weekend and any sort of point that they can pick up would be would be a great result but I think this might be a wee bit too far, a wee bit too far in terms of getting a result I think that they'll they might suffer um hmm. Saturday.
1: Interestingly though, An Annan have lost two games this season and they've both been at home. You know, they right. lost a four for Nottingham Day, and then they actually lost their last home game to Steny, 2 1. So perhaps an outside chance there. City did win 1 0 on the road last, you know, last time out. So um who knows? I think it'll be a tough game though. And I think it's uh, I like think the first goal probably key in that game as well. Um, as it often is but I think City if they can get the first goal that might just suit them sit in keep it tight maybe use some of the players that they've got to hit on the break so tough game though but it'd be a massive three points if they pick it up although I think a point would be a decent result to be honest Um, yeah definitely okay then Cal you then on Saturday made your way to the Easter Road 2-2 um, reminded me watched the game reminded me very much of that spell that Hibs had around about Christmas time last year where it was fairly dull <laughs> limited chances created and the biggest surprise was we actually didn't lose the game if I'm quite honest probably could have won it could have lost it but I think to be honest I think a draw was a draw was a fair result I think Cal
0: Yeah I think you know the game on Saturday Hibs' worst performance of the season you know there's, yeah. no, there's no getting away from that I think that in, in that result, you see that the transfer window was not good enough. And I know that a lot of people were like, oh, well, you know, we kept Nisbet, we kept Boyle, that's the best bit of business that Hibs have done in years. Yes, but it also means that right now, Nisbet and Boyle have to play every minute of every game because there's no one that is there to come and replace them. Martin Boyle in that second half just before the St Mirren uh, equaliser. He's blowing at his backside. He can't get back. And that's not his fault because he's put a lot into the game, you know? So, I mean, literally just as uh, the ball went out wide before Paul McGinn could, uh, put a lazy leg out to the cross, it was like, get Boyle off now um, because he's, he's done nothing the last five, ten minutes. bit knows that no one's going to replace him because, I don't, I mean, Jamie Gullen, why is he on the bench? Because let's be honest, Jack Ross just does not rate him. Same with Tree Wright. It's like it's almost like he's making a point by not bringing these players on because he's like, well, this is what you've left me with. So I'm, I'm I'm I can't I can't play them because I don't think they're good enough. And it's just that's this you're you're already seeing it now that if Hibbs had brought in another striker, another sort of attack-minded player, or even got Mueller over the line now. Then I think that the the performance at Ten last week would have been different because Hibbs would have option more options to bring off the bench. The performance in Meram would have been different, but instead, Hibbs are trapped right now with what they've got, and realistically, it's it's not good enough. And it's a really, a lot of the blame has to fall with uh, Graham Mathy because Jack Ross said six weeks before the, the transfer window ended that he wanted. Um, a forward thinking he wanted a forward he wanted a centre half you know he wanted uh, a couple of players in it they, they didn't materialise and then Christian Doidge gets injured you know you need someone to replace him it's just too many players at Easter Road know that they're comfortable there's
1: no I think, yeah, I think there's no doubt Calm. I think on another on another day if Hibbs had more depth I think you're buying on Nisbet's hooked after 60 and Boyle's probably hooked after 70 Um yeah it was really poor. you know and this bit again i had a very similar chance he had a similar chance at tank that ball across the, you know across the box on the right hand side and he and this bit in real confident red top red top form takes that chance but i you know i don't remember the sitman and goalie having many saves to make in the game at all um it, it was the poorest i've seen certain players this this season so far, I think you're bang on, Calm, It was just a a bad afternoon, and you look, you turn around, look at the bench, and there's no one there apart from Scott Allen to come on and, and make a difference. And for for 20 minutes, he did. Um, I've seen very different tweets that the, 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 different people. So I know you can't. You know, social media is not the most accurate of barometers, but. Real mixed reviews on Scott Allen. Like, yeah, he was brilliant for 15, 20 minutes. And some people are saying well, he needs games to get that match fitness up. That's all he can last at this moment in time. And some people are saying that well, he's obviously not fit enough, otherwise he would be playing 90 minutes. So there's a real well, there's a real <laughs> debate there. But there's no doubt, Callum. He comes on and he, and he, and he, he kind of changes the game straight away. And he, he plays a ball through for... For Nisbet, I think very early in the second half, and then he sets up. I mean, no other player on the Hibs team can can set up that uh, that form gimbal. No
0: one, no one, no one sees that. I mean, I think. See the thing about Schalander is like everyone knows that he is a bit of a luxury player, right? He's not going to break his back to get back and and defend. And you know, there was a few instances where he did uh, as he was sort of tracking back. He'd like flung out like a wee lazy leg because he was like, I can't be bothered eh? But when Hibbs had the midfield of McGinn and McGeoch and Allen, John McGinn upped his work rate, which is almost impossible for him to do, but he, he, he upped his work rate in order to accommodate Scott Allen in the middle of the park. And I'm sitting there on Saturday and I'm looking at Kyle McGinnis, I'm looking at Joe Newell, I'm looking at Jake Doyle-Hayes, who had his worst uh, performance at Hibbs Jersey. I'm um, saying, look, You need to up it because that's, like, Alan will bring us quality going forward. Saw that at countless times. There's so many different uh, examples of what he brings to the Hibs team going forward, but he's not doing a lot defensively so that other players need to step up and I think that it's a sacrifice that Hibs that boys like Joe Newell and Jay Dolly Hayes should be making they should be putting in a few extra hard yards because the quality of Allen is going to win us points on his own you know think, it's, yeah
1: no Cal you're, you're, you're bang on. on I think I mean you can analyse the game and, and say this but I think the first thing you said Cal when you said it was it was just the worst Hibs performance has been this season not enough Hibs players turned up on the day, and and Hibbs deservedly dropped two points. At it. I mean, you can you can speak about it as much as you want. It was just not enough players hit that eight and higher out of ten. There was just too many around that four, five, six mark, and and in this league, that's going to cost you. Regardless, you know, I think Simon, of have won, I think have won this season uh, so far this season, but what. What was also alarming for me, Calm was the nature of the two goals. Teams are not having to work very hard to score goals against Hibs this season. And mm-hmm. that is that is a growing concern for me. The first goal is far too easy. I yeah. don't understand why Porto's not just showing Brophy to, on his left-hand side because he's, he's actually done well to get back. And he's actually picked up a, a decent position. And you're thinking, just show him the line, show him the line. But he's able to come in too easy. And... I think it might go through his legs or it goes maybe it might go through. it kind of goes through one of the defender's bodies and I think Macy will, again probably could do better for me. Yep. Um, and then this the equalizer in the, the last minute, this is becoming a bit of a a trend for me. It's easy crosses into the box. It happened against Motherwell. I think it happened against Dundee. Um, it's happened on it's happened on Saturday. Is balls in from the right-hand side that are dropping in behind our centre halves, and Josh Doig's just not able to, to defend it. I mean, we had a wee chat there at the weekend. Was I mentioned it here? Why is it Pomegan sprinting out there to, to, to stop that cross? The guy's got an age to take a touch, and then listen, it's a good ball. He's whipped it in, and it, for the life of me, I just it was my pet hate as a goalkeeper. You've just got to stop the cross, or do more to stop the cross
0: yeah I think I think you're absolutely spot on I think if if we sat here and counted the amount of goals that have come down Hibbs' right hand side in terms of a cross into the box uh, you know you look at Sean Rooney's winner in the cup final last year it's a cross from the right hand uh, from St. Johnson's left hand side Hib's right and it's a mismatch at the back post Sean Rooney beats Doig there Mm mm-hmm you look at this season, a uh, couple of soft... I mean, goggets at Motherwell for two cross balls. Yeah. Absolutely. The Dundee one, uh, there's, there's two balls into the box. Fair enough, one Cummings is... You know, it's, it's a low cross from Charlie Adam. But again, it's coming from that right-hand side. And the yeah. second hand, it comes from the right-hand side. Fair enough, Paul McGinn's off the park. But the, this season, already, there have been... Six, seven goals that Hibs have conceded that have come from that area and better yeah. teams in will punish Hibs for that you see it um, constantly, I think that um, you've got a mismatch there though, at the back post, Joe Shaughnessy who, I was literally sitting there going, you know who Hibs could have signed as a cover at centre-half that would have been a right good player? Joe Shaughnessy and then he pops up and does like, scores again, you know, I mean I honestly look at um, there's no way that Josh Doyle should be marking Joe Shaughnessy, right? So where is the talking that has left Joe Shaughnessy the ability to get a run on Josh Doyle? Because I'm not saying that Josh Doyle yeah, yeah, I still I think Josh has
1: got to be, I think Josh doyle has got to I think he's got to get around a little bit more for me, Cal. I,
0: but <sighs> the thing is, Shaughnessy has to stoop to get that ball. No. What is what is doing, not coming out and just catching it? And I've said it before, I genuinely think for a keeper that is six foot seven. Right? he is suspect under cross balls. And mm-hmm. he, I think he gets lost under the flight of the ball sometimes. I think he's a very good goalkeeper. But, I mean, you saw the best of him last week at Time Castle, and then you saw the flaws in his game against St. There, I'm not saying he's like Zibby or McAlamby in the skies. I'm saying that he does have flaws, and he, literally all he had to do was take a step and catch that ball. And it just alleviates pressure. And he's just not, he's not doing that.
1: Hmm. just a bad day in the office all round not like I said not enough players were up at eight I don't think any Hibs player would have been up at an eight if I'm honest yeah. uh, probably I'd be surprised if anyone even hit sevens if I'm, if I'm quite honest it was a just a poor day um, and they're going to have to improve these next two two games actually a really massive week for Hibs uh, Thursday night against Dun United who have a lot of confidence Dun United yeah. <laughs> I mean out with a probably a poor poor game against the hearts recently. I think opening day of the season they got maybe really caught cold a little bit of Aberdeen. I think Willie Miller was kind of slain him a little bit, but um, since then you know beat Rangers, they beat Dundee now, um, beat mean, St Johnston. <laughs> did, did you watch? Did you watch that game at the weekend? Well, I've um, seen the goal, and I know I have seen the goal, and the goalie's not got any arms. Eh?
0: No, I mean, like, as much as Dundee United, look, like, it was a great performance against Rangers in which they dug in. And I think that Charlamel grew at the back is, you know, a, a fantastic player because he's given them uh, a, a bit of uh, solidity at the back there. But for me, Hibs should be going to Tanadice and taking three. I don't think that good enough. I don't think that they've got enough going forward. I just, uh, it's if Hibbs don't come through this game on Thursday night, then. You know, you're going to have people that ask questions about Jack Ross asking them again, and actually, it's just going to further. Well, Jack Ross will turn around and go, Well, you know what? I wanted X, Y, and Z, and I didn't get them.
1: I've got, yeah, I mean, to be honest, I'm not, uh, I, I, I think it's a, it's a cheap, cheap shout now just to point the finger at Jack Ross, yeah, I, I, if it's merited, but I think he's been let down badly, and I think that's why. Um, Matthew has been has been moved on because I think he has been let down um, he's, t- he's turned around to look at his bench and there's, there's there's no one there I think you're right Callum I think if Hibbs should be going up there and, and winning a similar performance that, H- that Hart's done um, and Hibs should be in the next round however turn up how they played on Saturday and they won't be and then yeah. Sunday <laughs> oh, I mean, Sunday against St Johnston Callum we've already spoke about it we can see it already we can, can see it already
0: can see the like the Jamie McCart one nil eighty fifth minute. Yeah. Like uh, but you can see it from here because you know even St Johnston went up to Petodre there the weekend, got the first win of the season. I think that they'll be looking at this game on Sunday thinking, oh, we've got a hoodoo it's 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 pretty embarrassing actually. Uh, but yeah. Like from a Hibs point of view, from a St. Johnston point of view, it's phenomenal, but uh, I think if you're looking at it, Hibs will struggle on uh, Sunday against St. Johnston, because I think that St. Johnston will do what they do, that they will kill uh, Hibs, right? they will nullify Hibs attacking threat, starve the game, and then hit Hibs with like, a cross ball. Liam Craig will put in a decent ball, and, you know, Sean Rooney, Jamie McCart, the One of them will get up and head home. Yeah, no, no. being Josh Doyle there. Ah,
1: yeah. uh, I, I can, I can, see now. I'll be across. I'll be across from from St. Johnson's left, and I'll be a back post header, and yeah. uh, and they win one though. And heads well. I've missed an absolute sitter just before. Ah, uh, like open goal. <laughs> St. <Johnson's> score. <laughs> Stick on it. Eh? Okay then, over to Hearts, and you know. Watched the highlights just before we came on there. Another 2 2. Um, quite an incredible game, I think. Robin Nielsen said hey, that's pretty much two games in a row where the opposition's goalkeepers have been man of the match for, for the opposition. Um, well, I mean, Sky, on,
0: Sky gave, uh, well, sorry, Hearts gave man of the match to Craig Gordon at Town Castle last week, so don't really know how that works.
1: But, right. <laughs> no, so. Two two. I mean, what's your take on that, Cal? I mean, uh, I think away from home, I don't think it's a bad point. Unbeaten none continues. Um, uh, two goals. Robin Nielsen lines up a bit more attacking. Interestingly, when he when he, when he sets up a bit more attacking, which Hearts fans wanted, Hearts end up shipping two goals, which I find quite interesting. So, yeah, what do you make a Hearts state the office up at Dingwall on, on Saturday? I think I think it's.
0: An awkward one with uh, with Hart, because at the start that they've had the season, you're sitting here going, Ah, oh, they should have won that game, they should have been, you know, taking the three points. But because hearts and away records, you know, it's it's pitiful. I think that the fact that they've gone up there, they've <clears throat> came back into the game, uh, got themselves a point, I think that. At the end of the season, that's going to be a good point instead of two points drop. Because let's be honest, so.
1: yeah.
0: You know, I think if if <clears throat> excuse me, like if, if hearts hadn't beaten Celtic, if they hadn't had the start to the season, you know, you beat off Aberdeen, etc. I think you'd be looking at them and going, Well, that's not good enough. But look at look where they are, sitting joint seconds. I think that uh given the way that the weekend went. Both Hearts fans and Hibs fans will be sitting there, morning, Um, Everyone else dropping points and them not being able to take advantage. But for me, I think at the end of the day, in the cold sorry, in the cold light of day, that is a good point for Hearts.
1: Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, interestingly, you mentioned the, the away form. It's maybe we're seeing a different Hearts recently. I know we spoke so much about the away form in the Premiership. I don't think Hearts have lost away
0: from home camps since January. Um, so yeah, is. I think it's challenging, but I mean you've got back to factor in a lot of those games in the championship. And exactly, we,
1: of course, of
0: course. We, Hearts last season in the Premiership, and I'm not saying this to sort of like kick them down, but uh, but, but you ask any Hearts fan, and they'll sit there and say to you, "Our away form is not good enough. It's not befitting of a club heart size." So. For them to be turning it on and getting, you know, sitting there three games in a season unbeaten, I think that that's a solid return.
1: Yeah. I think that is genuine. I think if Hearts can keep probably about, yeah, certain players fit, if they can keep them fit for, for, for the majority of the season, I think they, they, could, they, they will have a really, really good season. I mean, the importance of Boyce. is Boyce, 26th goal, I think, in 50 games, uh, for, for Harts he picked up so so important I thought he took his goal what I liked about his goal is, is he he takes it early you know how many times is there's, a, there's a striker that you've seen that's on their left side they maybe take a touch to try and bring it back onto their right for, you know a, a, and get it onto that side but as he hits it early and, and then I think it maybe takes a lot of deflection but it, but he, he's rewarded for taking the shot early just shooting on sight and I like that and um, Woodburn's going to be a great player for Hearts. Billy McKay, eh, Billy McKay Barry Mackay getting there eh, Barry McKay getting minutes as well. And Robbie Nielsen only playing one sort of defensive midfielder, Nandweely, from 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 the start. So it was a really interesting team that he lined up with. Um but there are going I think they're going to be disappointed with the goals they conceded, Carl. I looked then back, and I think they're avoidable goals. Big time. I th- I think
0: so. I think so. Um uh, what was it? Sort of flicked on Spittle gets and Gordon things that's going in the post. I think that Hearts will be disappointed. The second one, especially they've got bodies back. How he's getting that shot away? It's you know Hearts this season. That's you know we 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 said for a while on this podcast that you know Hearts don't really concede soft goals, and then all of a sudden they went on a run of only conceding soft goals. Mm-hmm. And- now it seems that Hearts are back to, you know, having a solid back line. I think obviously Suter coming back in helps that immensely. But I think that, yeah, they'll, they'll definitely have been, well, you saw it in Suter's face because he's the one that it deflects off him to go beyond Gordon for the second. And you can see that he's like, what is going on here? And I yeah. think they will be this with the manner of the goals that they can But I think you've got to look at the character of Hearts to come back into that game. And focus on the positives instead. And I think that coming back, especially being two one down up at Dingwall, I've like, you know, all of a sudden the game like can go away from you up there. So I think
1: good good point. Yeah, I think you're right because the nature of the game, I know the Ross Courtney goal had a great game. You know, you find yourself two one down, like Beningame gets done, doesn't he, from the from the Ross Courtney winger. Yeah, I think he'd want that back. Again, he manages to get past him in the box, cuts it back and in the nature of that goal, with disappointment, you know it takes a deflection of sewer, And the way the game was going, with their goal having such a good game, I think you're right to use that word character there, that that, that they didn't just go, you know, what is going on here? And they end up losing the game. Kingsley steps up, phenomenal free kick, um, and they come with a point. I think you're right, Gallant, I think that's certainly one point gained rather than two points dropped. And Big game this weekend for them, you know. It's it's Livingston who will be confident after their win at the weekend. These are the type of games. There's a little run. I think I, I see the lines. A little run of fixtures for Hearts, which will really determine kind of where Hearts are. You know, I think you know Ross County away now. Livingston at home. This is these are the type of games where I think Hearts would be. Find difficult this season against teams that are going to be happy to sit in at Tynecastle and then try and try and cut Hearts in the break. It'll be interesting. I think Hearts have enough ability in their team with Woodburns and Boyces and, and MacKay's MacKay Stevens to break down this team uh, that's set up that way. But it's going to be a tough game. No, I think I think,
0: but like I think what you've just said, there um, when you've reeled off, you know, Barry MacKay, Ben Woodburn, Gary MacKay Stevens. I think that the options that Hearts have. Going forward now, when there is a team that is going to sit back defend, because let's be honest, I would be very surprised if Livingston crossed halfway line much on Saturday. I think that they'll they'll be coming to care Castle uh, sort of looking to to frustrate Hearts and take a point if if they can or if they can somehow sneak all three. I think they'd be delighted, but I think that Livingston will definitely sit in. Obviously, they'll be on cloud nine after. The result on Sunday, but I think that for me, Hearts had far too much for Livingston. Livingston came east the Road earlier in the season and they were very poor, very poor. So I think that away from home, I would expect Hearts to, to win this by a couple of goals. And I think what I'm more intrigued by this weekend is I'd like to see um, Devlin coming in more. Obviously uh, came off the bench, I'm sure, on Saturday. Looked good, looked like a a wee buzz bomb in the middle of the park, always wanting the ball, getting forward. So I think that I want to see what he's like and get him, get him in because there's a lot of talk about him. I think that he's he's very confident in his own ability, which is good fair play. To you. And I think that looking at it, you've got to hope that. You know he can make a real impact in the middle, the middle of that Hartsmith field because I think that they've got some fantastic defensive players in the middle of the park, but someone that can drive forward and maybe I'm not saying unlock a team with like a through ball or something like that, but pick the ball up, go past two or three men in the middle of the park, and then you know play the ball out wide or something. That's what I'm looking for a uh, Carry Devlin to have. So hopefully he can be that player for hearts the sort of the player that everyone expected Aaron uh McInerney to be. And then hopefully it gives Aaron Makineth a kick up the backside and yeah. he starts
1: Yeah I'm really interested to see what Nielsen does going forward now with when, when Devlin's fit because you know Woodburn you think's gonna play. Mackay, you know you got to play. mackay Steven you think will play. Boyce will play um you know, Bening Beninga is in. Absolutely. And Devlin, if he goes to up front, it, like you know, I, I, can't see Robin Nielsen long term doing the formation that he played on in terms of one holding midfield player and then literally all those attacking players again. I think I, I was like, I've a, a crazy Robbie Nielsen team on, uh, on Saturday. So I think Devlin for me, yes, I think he he will be a starter if he can if he can show uh, show what you said there that someone's able to drive. From deep midfield and drive forward into that kind of final third and then pick out a pass.
0: I honestly think, mate, that though that Hearts will go back to I mean, Nielsen's preferred four-two-three-one. I think you'll, yeah. you'll look at that and he'll he'll have Berningame and or even like a four-two-four. Four, you know because I think you know Berningame and Devlin in the middle of the park because Berningame will cover every blade of grass and he'll just pick up the ball. Hmm. brilliantly. And then Devlin, if he can be that driving force, and then you've got four players up top: you're Mackay, Mackay, Stephen, Woodburn, and Boyce who are all interchangeable. But this is then where you go. That's a very strong eleven that Hearts will start with. Yeah, and then all of a sudden Hearts are in, into the same uh, position. you're looking at that bench going, who's who's coming on and making a difference up top. You Know if if, if they if those four players start, you know, who's, who's coming off the bench to, to change the game for hearts? And I think that that's where yeah. all of you'd find a struggle.
1: No, it's only Josh, Josh, uh, yeah, Ginelli, Ginelli, isn't it? But I think, yeah, you're right. No, I can't, you're right, and that's why I think, as I said, if hearts can avoid injuries, to I think those four forward players, and obviously, of course, but and, and Suter, uh, I think, uh, Harts will be able to do a really good season, but I think it's imperative they keep those players at the top end of the pitch. If they can all stay fit, then Harts will score enough goals. Um, right. Definitely. Okay, definitely. then. It was a Scottish Cup weekend, and next Fortunes spoke about it, Calm. Only one team guaranteed through from the three Lone League teams. Uh, that was civil service. Watched it back. Predictable. You know, predictable win for, for, for civil... And um, really like the look of uh, Kozmikov yeah Kozmikov and uh, really like the look at him Looks looked good showed good feet nice little layoff for, for one of the goals is a little loo- unlucky with that over the shoulder volley perhaps but look straightforward day you go up there you leave in the morning you, you get a, probably a decent drink on the way back down on the bus a, a nice. it was a nice tie first of all um, a yeah. few players didn't feature. So uh, listen, straightforward day at the office and, and someone can look forward to to a, a league two side. And and I think they'll go, you know, Count Beef in the next round. Um I think they'll look forward to that tie, kill
0: I think they will. I think I think that they've got a great chance there. Let's let's be honest. Um Count Beath haven't had a great start to the season. They're sitting what, second bottom, mm-hmm. even though we tipped them to maybe do okay. Um, shows how much we know, uh, but I think I mean obviously away from home, but that's one that you're looking at, and it could easily be a, a shock because the pace that they will have going forward with uh, Baldy, Makavora, Kozikov, Kofi. Ah, that's what I mean. That's the I mean. thing. Cole didn't start when I saw them against uh, Nottingham staff, and. Like there's there's good players. What was it? Uh, young boy Andrew Johnson. We got the we got the third. He came on when uh, I was at green Set up the fourth goal. So it's honestly they've got options. They, that's the point that I was getting across last week. Is there's, there's strength and depth for for civil right now. And yes, yeah, I think I think that like you say, straightforward tie. I expected them to come through it. Obviously, not the one that you really wanted with the, the long travelling time, etc. But it's exactly what they wanted: three three goals into the next round, and I think an okay tie. I mean, let's be honest, it's no Kiltie away, you which know, would have been would have been a horrible tie. Or it's not. often. Well, you
1: get thing with away, though. You might
0: get a wee bit of gate. <laughs> ah, yeah, well, that's maybe at the tellers, but I mean it's not like Auckland Life or something like that. So I mean you've got you've got no bad like you've got a, a, a
1: chance here,
0: you know. I would give them,
1: I would give them I would, I would say they've got a wee out I think they've got a wee outside chance. Of course Cowden Beath are going to be favourites. They've oh. got some they've got some really good players, you know it and Beath. I'm surprised that they are where they are. I think we spoke about them some of the players that they'd signed in pre-season. Um but I've civil you know Sybil have picked up some phenomenal wins so far. So I'm not going to rule them out going there and doing the same. You know, they've done, they've gone through AK and won. They've gone through the Rangers and won. They've, they've beat Borough you know. So you wouldn't, you wouldn't bet against them doing something similar. Is it going to be a tough game? Of course it is. But they've got a wee, they've got a wee, they've got a wee chance there. This weekend, uh, Gretna, I watched Gretna, I watched the second half of that game last night. Um oh. So of, all the, of all the Scottish Cup games, uh, I'm really struggling to see why BBC chose Berwick versus Gretna. But, uh, by the by, what was that last night? Berwick, uh, Gretna, look a really young side. Uh, really young side. Few A few of them are cramping up with 20 minutes to go. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't see the first half. I know a lot of people were saying a few players were really impressed in the first half. Uh It's civil turn up. Civil win this for me. I have to say it. I didn't see a lot from Gretna last night. I know they got plaudits for making it competitive, and they did not make it competitive. You know, Beric didn't have many clear-cut chances in the second half, from what I remember. So Gretna made it competitive in that way. But going forward, Gretna didn't didn't do anything Um, that I see in the second half anyway. Unless they did the score from when I watched it anyway. (laughs) They did. They did very little. So you think. That, uh, that that civil. This should be this should be three points for right?
0: them. Yeah, yeah. I'd be I'd be very surprised if it's not civil and it's not civil by a couple of goals. Yeah, sure, um, Gary. But um, I just I I think I now, the- this season is a season that they're they're thankful that Vale are in the league. Mm, yeah,
1: yeah. Like I say, two really young teams going against each other. I looked at last night and getting a look at a really really young side. Um, I think it's maybe as as long as civil avoid a bit of complacency, go there with the right attitude. Don't just think that this is going to be a walk in the park. Because from what I've seen, Greta can make it quite difficult defensively. They, you know we're unable to create many clear cut chances in that in that second half from what I've seen. So, um, probably more of an attitude thing for civil this weekend. Um, for for me. Okay, the, the let's go Embray Unai because they are still in the hat. Um. And I think you, you, you called it. Although I think Northern had chances as well, but Uni had that massive chance to make it three. Callum. Um I think it was a loss, it loss. was either Masquerade or Lawson. Did a lovely Maradona turn in the middle of the park, plays it into the big striker, and he's just got to just got to roll it past the goalie. But he hits the goalie's legs, and and that would have made it three, and that would have killed the game for me. But they've. They've been
0: uh, punished for not taking the chances. Callum being two 0 up and then they, they they get pegged back to two two. Uh honestly, I have no idea how that game finished. Uh, two each. Uh, I was watching that and I think I think unless you played for Hutchie growing up in Edinburgh, you hate Hutchie. Uh, watching them get taken apart in the first half by Edinburgh Unit you know, was an absolute joy to behold. I thought Ennis um, Lawson on the you know sort of left hand side, he was just enjoying himself. You know, the, the tricks was coming out and everything. I think Ben Spellman on another day, you had you had four or five. You know, he'll be really disappointed with his finisher. I don't know, but it just you could almost see it coming. You know, um, I think that. Let's be honest, I genuinely thought that the dodgy, hutchy penalties stopped at like under 18, under 21s, but apparently they continue up into the Scottish Cup at this level because that is the softest penalty I think I've ever seen in my life. No, I've, I've watched it
1: back, I've watched it back, Carl. Oh,
0: it's, it's a pen. It was, do you know what, you know what I liked uh, most was Ross, Ross Maguire, need to have a after the penalty was awarded, literally, I've not watched it back, by the way, I was, I was at the game, so I didn't watch it back, but um, <laughs> literally they copied the motion in front of the referee, and just like flopped down. And I thought like, <laughs> <laughs> the magic of the Scottish Cup, but for me, I thought it was a soft penalty, but fair play, I thought um, Hutchie in the first half could get no one near Errol Douglas, who, correct me if I'm wrong, did he not used to be a centre half? He was a striker
1: and then he moved to the second half
0: and then he's obviously back striker again. Because, so, uh, so, I mean, the last time I think I saw him play was, ironically, at Ainsley Park when Spartans beat Kelty 2-1 a few years ago. Uh, I think it was the first year we did the podcast. But um, I thought he was too isolated in the first half. They got... Well, one, someone got injured for Hutchie. Unfortunately, the world wasn't team lines so... Um, I didn't know enough of their players, but the boy um, that came on, number six, I think his name's Kenny, he made a big difference. He got closer to Douglas, and that gave Hutchie a foothold. Obviously, they got the penalty. You're saying it was, a apparently I'm saying it's soft. So I'll trust my judgment. And then, for me, as soon as Hutchie got the first, uh, sorry, got, pulled one back, I thought, here we go. And there was an inevitability about their seconds. And if I'm honest, at that point I thought they could have gone on and won it. And then mm. uni right back into the last five, ten minutes, and probably again should have won it in normal time. Um, I think that uni will be kicking themselves. Um there was a chance right at the start of the second half, ball in Ben Spellwin again, he's free, he just volleys it and it's just just over the top. And yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah a chance for um, on another day, Uni could have been four or five at halftime, and Hutchie could have had no complaints. So they'll thank lucky stars they're still in the hat. But I would, I would really expect uh, the Uni to come through this tie, uh, the replay on Saturday, and and get the the glamour away tie to Dunbar United, which that's a chance at a third round. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, I think looking at the reactions at full time, you know, I mean, look at the, the highlights, there's about four or five Emory Uni players that are all lying on their back. And I, I think that tells you the full story, that they know they've they've really coughed up a good chance. So I think this will be, and I think on the flip side, Lothian will go there and kind of have a little bit of that, you know, we got away with one there and it'll be really interesting to see how that one um, pans out. I think, yet yeah, Dunbar, uh, I know be a tough game, though. You know they they came through against k I think Dunbar, in, in recent times have improved a lot compared to when I used to play against them when I was on loan at, at Haddington back in the day. And so, I mean, I'm being respectful in that you absolutely take this one. So then I mean, some of the names are in that hat. So you've got to say yes, it's a chance of a third round. I don't think it's, it's not straightforward, but was compared fun. to who you compared to who you could have got. Uh, it's,
0: it's certainly one that you definitely want. Uh, compared to some, let, let's be honest, Dunbar you can't beat away. You know, it's a favourable tie. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, which I think we're losing even play now but I don't. Oh. got well, easily. Park. It'll be easily park. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. But, back. In, well, yeah. That, 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 that probably will then. it be, any be the advantage. Yeah for no. Yes, as I'm saying, right. that that will give you the. That will give uni the... For some reason, I thought uni were the home team. Uh, ah, no, that will give uni the... Uni you the advantage it. now. Um, for me. Right. And our last site, Spartans. Um, disappointing. Truly really disappointing. And... You watch those highlights back. And 1-0 flatters Spartans. It does. Gala hit the woodwork three times in the game. And... Um, they obviously score late on and for me Spartans have one chance I think this should score it's a good chance but Gala deservedly threw and that's that's disappointing I right? think that's now like four defeats in the last six games yeah um, yeah <laughs> just, just disappointing we spoke about Spartans not only had a Scottish Cup run for a few years um, and again, they won't
0: have one this year. Disappointing, Cal? Yeah, I think I think it's one of those games that you looked at it and thought, well, this is a right good chance for uh, Spartans to come through and get into the hearts of the next round. But unfortunately, they've, um, they've lost that. Um, I don't know. I think that form in the last few games... It's not been not been brilliant, so we're sitting there, and for four four of the last six games have been defeats, and realistically three of them have been winnable games. I would mm-hmm. say you take out, you take out um, the trip to part, maybe, but it's it's been a disappointing spell, I think, um, and almost a, a derby win to gloss over the uh, the form at this moment in time, which. You know, it's it's not enough really because Spartans were in a fantastic position and now, you know, and unless look out the league, sorry, out the cup to focus on the league, perhaps. But you know, I think that it's definitely not where Spartans would have wanted to be.
1: No, no. Um, I mean, we'll come on to the league in a second, but I think they're bringing the boy Newman from United on loan and goals and. By all accounts, if it wasn't for him, it would have been before Gala had scored the winner, they would have been out of sight. So it's promising that they've got a goalkeeper, it's <laughs> managed to say a, a what looks like a top goalie. Um and they've signed Russell as well from Kelty, which I think will be a good a good sign in, uh, for them. I think I was impressed when I seen him um against Nebra sides. Um, young, you'd think, hungry to to get a kind of second chance. I think he's not had much action recently at Kelty, so he'll be hungry to to get uh, to get his sort of football career back back on the road so to speak um but no I think the nature of that as well Carl and the, the nature of the goal watching it back it's a it's a soft goal it's a soft goal you can see especially the 91st minute you've got possession of the football you give it away and again it's just it's kind of one little sort of diagonal ball and it's just not defended well and it's and then, then it's in a tapping, and and Healy's got space inside the 18-yard box just to put it past Newman. And in the 91st minute, I just find that so disappointing. Um, with 10 minutes to go, Doogie I think tries to go for it. You know he brings off E McFarlane, puts on more forward-thinking players, and it's it's, it's not paid off. They conceded the goal late on, and it's just just disappointing, disappointing. But. They're still, and I know we speak about the four defeats in six games, they're still in such a good position in the league. And I think Mm -hmm. this is the thing about the Lowell League this year, it's that, for me, there's no team that's going to really run away with this. And I said that at the very start of the season. I cannot see one team totally run away with this. And if a Colts team does, then, from what we've been told, they can't go up. So it's irrelevant. I think there's still debate whether the next, if you finish second, you are going to be the playoff side. There's still debate if that is going to be the case, um, but if it is the case, Sparta are still in such a good position. Calm East Cobride against Bonarig this weekend. So again, someone's yeah. dropping points. They've got Beric this weekend, as I said. Watched Beric last night. Um, have got some good forward players, no doubt about it. Harris. Graham Taylor, players that we know well, of course. Following Edinburgh City, Lewis Allen, um, although he wasn't playing last night, so I don't know if he's injured. But the boy that came off the bench from what I've seen actually looked decent. Uh, so there is threats there. There is threats, but at home, you've got to think. Come on, Spartans. finger out. Let's dust ourselves down after the last sort of four four games in terms of defeats. And let's get our league campaign back on the road here. It's a massive game for me, and it's a must win.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I would.
1: echo every single one of your bets, there. Yeah, absolute must win. Um, yeah, okay, right. Predictions then, Cal. Um, tough week, tough week last week, wasn't it? Actually, and I'm pretty content with my seven. I don't think many players will get more than more than no. more than seven. I think that'll be probably one of the highest scores with you.
0: I think you, I, de- I think you definitely top scored. Plus, I think I had two points, so <laughs> mm-hmm. there, there, there you go. Um, that was. Uh, it was. A, it's, it's been a few low scoring weeks. To be fair, I think um, all round the, the results have been submitted. and just. I'm waiting on uh, the table being sent to me by the independent adjudicator to ensure that there's no etc. But. Um no, it was certainly a very good week for yourself, two correct scores. Um I I think it's but there's been there's been low scoring all around, uh, unfortunately.
1: Well you're getting four desmonds.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Although yeah, the amount of people that backed a desmond, you know, there was a lot of people that had at least one well, I say a lot of people. There was like two or three people that had a two all thrown in there yeah. in the right game. I don't think anyone do all in the hearts game, for instance. But someone I think obviously you had two all in the the, the uni game. I think Byers did the same actually. Uh, and there was there was a few um someone had it in the city game. Someone had it um oh no Bayer's had uh, had three one um Sorry. I <laughs> something he's not done but no uh, so yeah I think that's that's our say
1: okay right let's get our predictions in then Calum. let's uh, you want to go for it because you've got the note down
0: I go then so
1: Hearts Hearts 3 Libby.
0: Uh 2-1 <laughs> Hearts I'm going to go with 3-0 no, Hearts uh, Hibson Johnston 1-0 no, St Johnston Uh, Ah, right. Come on, two one. Hibs, come on. Anon v City,
1: three one. Annan.
0: ah, three nil. Annan. Oh, v Gretna, ah, two nil. Civil, six nil. Civil. Uni v
1: Hutchie. one one extra time. Uh,
0: you didn't get anything for extra time, so I go three one in the uni, and finish it off with Spartans
1: against Beric, two one Spartans.
0: I will copy two one Spartans.
1: Yeah, I have time. It's a tough week again. I think it's a tough week. Massive games. Massive games. Um, Okay, right, there we are. Thank you for for listening. Get predictions in. I think they're all there's no rush for the Friday night games this one, so a wee bit more time. Um, But thanks for listening. That was Andrew Callum, and that was the Ember Football Podcast.